Welcome to Conversations with Mr. A. This is your host, Anthony Abastella, school counselor here at Chimicum Junior and Senior High. I'll be interviewing students, staff, community members, outside community members, hoping to provide them a voice to share their perspectives and insights. So in about 48 hours from now, uh, the seniors will be graduating. By the time this episode will be posted, it'll be 24 hours beforehand. So for this episode, I have seniors Maria Powell, Madison Burgess, Connor Patterson, otherwise known as the valedictorian and salutatorians. Congratulations on your awards. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to have you guys back for another episode. So uh, first question, can you share with our listeners uh, how many awards and scholarships you got? What specifically you got from the awards night a few nights ago? Yeah, so um, all three of us got some good stuff, and I'm really proud of all the seniors um, who showed up. It was a really great time. Personally, I received the Ross and Claudine uh, Foundation Scholarship, which is a like four-year renewable one, and it was like a huge honor to receive because um, I know it's a big deal and a lot of money, and I'm I really want to do them proud. And then. All three of us got departmental awards. Mine was the science one, and then you guys, what was yours? Oh, I got, what was it, student of the year award, which I'm very honored to get. I never, ever would have seen that one coming, but I am I feel very content and happy about it. I got the John Philip Sousa award, which is the music department one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which one of you guys, for our listeners out there, uh, was the valedictorians and salutatorians? Can you, can you clarify which ones? Well, I, Maddie, am the salutatorian. Okay. Uh, I'm Connor. I am one of the co-valedictorians. I'm Maria, and I'm the other co-valedictorian. Excellent, excellent. So, hey, we're going to be graduating in a few days, 48 hours from now, as of this recording. So for all three of you... Can you tell our listeners what are your plans and your pathways? What schools you're going to, what you're looking forward to? Yeah, so I'm leaving in August and I'm going to University of North Texas, which is in Denton, and that's about an hour, hour and a half north of Dallas. Um, I'm gonna be pursuing a degree in saxophone performance, specifically in jazz, and I know what you're thinking, like North Texas, that's in the middle of nowhere, what does that have to do with music? Um, somehow, some way, it's actually one of the most prestigious jazz schools in the country, if not the most prestigious one. Um, they're really great at um, crafting musicians and then placing them into the music industry. And then um, my plans this fall, September, late September, I'm heading down to UC Davis, which is like 20 minutes west of Sacramento. And there I'm going to be studying uh, engineering. I'm looking right now into mechanical engineering, but I'm not dead set on that. I just really um, want to be an engineer and like build stuff and things like that. The reason I really like UC Davis is not just because of its great engineering program, but because of the community it has there. It's still like a small town, um, which is something I really liked about Chimicum. Everyone there was super nice. Like every um, customer service person or just general people there were like, I had a ton of friendly interactions. And the school itself used to be an agricultural focused school. It still, it still really is. And so they're, because of that, 
there is so much nature on campus, which is something I really appreciate versus being in like, you know, the middle of a city where there isn't really much of that. And I plan to, in September, um, head over to Seattle to attend the University of Washington. Right now I'm looking to pursue pursue my bachelor's in physics um, with an intended, um, oh crap, what's it called? Graduate study in astrophysics or astrobiology. Um, I'm very excited to go over there and see all of the like bright and fun things that Seattle has to offer, even if you know there are some downsides to living in a city. There are still many highlights. I, I love the campus of the UW. I've visited, visited it many times, and <laughs> each time it's, it's just been lovely being over there, and I can't wait to go. <laughs> to go join the Huskies in the fall. Okay. Go dogs. Go dogs. <laughs> dogs. So, yeah, I've said this before in previous episodes uh, to all three of you. But I had the pleasure of working with you guys the closest out of all the students, and I looked really closely at your transcripts. And all three of you, first time I saw your transcripts, my first thought, oh, my gosh. A, 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 A. Uh, advanced classes, advanced classes, advanced classes, advanced classes. I guess my question I would have for all three of you is, geez, what what was your motivation? What drove you guys to achieve so high to push yourself for the academic excellence? Because all three of your transcripts, super impressive. What was your driving motivation? Uh, for me, it kind of all started when they made those report cards back in younger grade schools, and I was like, oh my gosh, I can get good marks and then people will be happy that I did good and then it just kind of I got to high school and I was like you know I want to take as many classes as I can as hard of classes as I can without pushing myself um, too much and you know I didn't really see getting anything lower than an A as an option Um, it was I don't know why but that's just kind of how it's been Um, and yeah this year I actually only needed one credit to graduate and that one credit was an English credit so I could have just taken one class and then like said see ya but I decided that I should take um, calculus and AP chemistry and also of course band um, yeah I don't know I just like good grades <laughs> yeah so for me it's really been a self-expected sort of thing I know for a lot of like the gifted kids, um, it can result in a ton of pressure socially and by parents to get good grades. But for me, it was really self-expectant. My family was really good about never pressuring me, and I was um, had a great environment with a bunch of peers who also um, were really gifted, like you guys. Um, so it's really been a self-expected thing. I really want to push myself and take all the opportunities I can. There's plenty of time for slacking off, um, <laughs> but not right now. So because of that, I like tried to take all the cool opportunities I can. Like We have a great college in the high school program where you can get, now it's free college credit. And um, I've utilized that as much as I possibly can. And other things, just like big interests, woodshop. This year I had like a free period and instead of like trying to get out of class, I decided, hey, this would be a cool thing. I'll try to do that. 
And so uh, I just try to push myself to take all these opportunities while they're still around. Um, for me, I've simply been motivated to go to college since probably fifth grade. And because of that, you know, I've always been a little bit aware that good grades and doing lots of things, be it um, uh, taking advanced academic courses or participating in sports and clubs is what really sets you on the path to get into a good university, which I've wanted to go to the UW for so long, and they, not the most prestigious school, but they do have pretty high expectations for their students, so that kind of led me to create pretty high expectations for myself, and you know, I figured out that it's not that difficult for me to get A's as long as I apply myself and I do my very best in my classes, and why should I do anything but my best? And so because of that and that kind of, like, principle that I hold dearly in my heart, I've simply kept at it all these years, um, taking all of the college and science classes that I can and even calculus to try and prepare me for college and such like. Awesome, awesome, thank you. So let's talk about the school year. Uh, in your minds, what would you consider in your minds uh, some of the biggest victories, maybe some of the biggest highlights, maybe uh, some of even the challenges that you faced during the school year? Well, one of the biggest victories I think that we have around is that the Chimicum High School Band yeah. went to adjudication and we received superior ratings. Um, which is something that uh, the Chimica Band has not done in a very long time. Not that I can remember, probably, maybe in our lifetime, maybe. We don't, we don't know. But I was super proud of them um, and all that. These two guys are actually in band too. All that you guys put in. Maddie had the melody on one of the songs and they were like the only person with the melody. That was, that was great. But we got called a fearless group. We really are fearless. Um, and then we went to Victoria and did even more fearless things. We marched in the Rhodey Parade. We marched in the Victoria Day Parade. We played on the steps of Parliament. Um, we also went to Leavenworth earlier in the year. Um, we had great concerts, and we played at all the pep band games. And it's just been a huge rebuilding uh, period for the band, which is awesome, and I love to see it. I hope that they keep growing after I've gone. I think... Uh Connor, Maddie, I think we can say that uh, the leadership in the band was pretty decent. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty decent leadership. I would say the leadership that Maria provided was excellent and really is what pushed us to receive our high marks. I mean, she didn't say it while she was <laughs> speaking, but she was the one who conducted us for adjudication. So we probably wouldn't have gotten the marks that we did if it weren't for their amazing leadership. I saw, I saw you direct, Maria, with the group. Very impressive. Yeah, and the other leadership this year in band has done a phenomenal job. Mr. Brennan did a lot of organizing, and there's, like, no way we could have gone to Canada without all the work he and the parents put in. Mm -hmm. The um, parents did a lot. Yeah, like all, a ton of fundraising, ton of organizing, stressing out, but we still <laughs> got through it. Um and also Forrest Brennan was an essential oh, part. Gosh, yes. Yeah. Um 
last year we didn't have a drum line. This year we have a drum line of what, like 12 kids and two of them just went to state because like Forrest Brennan um, was there to help build that back up pretty much single-handedly um, and putting in time in whenever he can, like staying hours after school. And that goes for the rest of the drum line. You guys are fantastic. They were practicing long after we were um, gone after school and just putting in a ton of effort. If, if I could add something to that, um, the drumline just recently this last weekend went to BDX, which is a drumline convention held in Seattle with some of the biggest school drumlines. I got Roosevelt there, you got Garfield, you got all the Seattle schools, and they just blew everyone away. All of these kids who had never played drums before, most of them haven't even played music before, um, and there was this one bass drum solo that was played by Deegan, and I believe he's a freshman, and they'd been working on this, and he didn't realize that there were going to be cameras there. So he actually got a little bit camera shy, and Forrest had to talk him up into it and be like, Deegan, you got this. And he's like, oh, I don't know if I can do it. And then he went up there, and he killed it. And, like, the whole place erupted when he did that. So that was really awesome. And it really went to show how much Forrest has done for our drumline and for our band program. And I hope that he comes back a little bit next year. Well, um, just moving on a little bit. So... All three of you, you've had a variety of teachers. Uh, I'm sure the teachers have different styles, different ways of approaches. I was just going to ask you, within your academics, in your mind, um, what makes a good teacher? Well, in my opinion, a good teacher is someone who will push you and will not relent in pushing you unless you're about to break. Like Because um, the best teachers in my career in high school uh, have been there driving forward, um, pushing us to do our best, not letting us get away with half efforts, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, unless we really need it, like we had like a week where we were sick, then we'll get an extension deadline. But the best teachers I've had are the ones who are fair only when they really need to be. And the rest of the time, they're going to push you to work as hard as you can. The teachers who have helped me grow the most, and as weird as this may sound, are the ones who have made me uncomfortable, but not too uncomfortable. Not uncomfortable enough where I want to quit, but just so much that I feel a need to do better and to try harder and to get where they are trying to push me to be. Um, I'm really thankful for teachers like that who have um, just kind of shown me how far I can get if I just try a little bit harder when something doesn't feel quite comfortable to me. I would also say that some of the best teachers I've had are the ones who are colorful teachers, not just um, like in the way they talk, but in the fact they incorporate humor into their classrooms and um, those who use like slide presentations or have posters up in their room things that make it feel welcoming to be in that classroom really make a whole lot of a difference and it makes you want to um, work a lot more, at least for me personally and I know a few other people who feel that way because no one wants to spend an hour sitting and staring at a black and white <laughs> packet. That's awful. People people need that stimulation and it's all, it makes miles difference when teachers provide that for their kids. All right. So uh, for the three of you, what do you think makes a good school counselor? 
Well, I think that a good school counselor um, is someone who knows everyone and everyone is comfortable talking to. Because if the council, if people aren't comfortable talking to the counselor, then there's no point in having a counselor. And to that extent, like they have to put themselves out there. And I think you do a really great job of this on like social media, um, making, like letting kids know you're there, letting kids know what's going on in the school and creating just a welcoming environment mm -hmm. for everyone to be in. Mm -hmm. I feel like um, school counsel counselors might work a little bit to kind of bring a sense of community to unite um, the students, the teachers, and maybe even the parents. Um, having them listen is also very crucial. Uh, just somebody who is very open to everything and anyone can go to them for whatever they may need. Just to kind of reflect what the other two have said, I think a counselor who has a deep and genuine understanding of the community at this school and their students makes all of the difference because if you know, your counselor doesn't really get it and doesn't really understand not necessarily the individual problems of people, of the school, but just general things, the general vibes, how students react to each other, then you're not going to really feel like they're there for you. You're just going to feel like they're there for their job and less for the students. Okay. What makes a good admin? I think... Hi, me again. <laughs> what, what really makes a good admin, and I think Mr. Stevens is a fantastic one, is admins who really push the school. Mr. Stevens has done a lot this year to try to improve the environment here, to push the students to be better, and um, I think that's really just what, what we need and what we deserve is someone who sees the worth and potential within a school and... Um, is willing to do what it takes to get the students up to that level without, you know, being obviously awful about it or pushing people until they're way too uncomfortable, but just giving them the platform to be their best selves. Um, I think something that is super important that Mr. Stevens has done a great job with is listening to every student and every parent and every teacher and making sure that they feel heard and that he understands where they are coming from with everything. Um, I believe that he's also very good at making decisions and sticking with them and kind of getting everyone together to be in that. And maybe even sometimes if it's not the right decision, he can change it. But yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with all of our admins here. Yeah, I'm really um, happy with all our admins, too. In my opinion, the best admins are the ones you know. Because um, just, like, being able to talk to them and they know you by name um, just is an essential step into getting comfortable and talking with the admins about the things that really matter. Laying that groundwork has to happen before um, any real connection and discussion can happen and so this year the staff have been like absolutely incredible I know um, all of them by name and this goes for a lot of the other students at Chimacum uh, 
we always see them in the halls, uh, like between classes, and the hall. There's, you know, it has some curves. <laughs> it, it has curves. Um, it has curves. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the staff are just great because you know them and they know you. <laughs> Now, all three of you, because I look at all three of you as leaders, and um, I know a lot of people do look upon all three of you as leaders. I was curious for the three of you, in your minds and your philosophies, what makes a good leader? Well, it's kind of in the name, and this is a stereotypical thing, but leader um, is someone who is up front, at the front, um, demonstrating what needs to happen mm -hmm. and being there modeling the behavior they're at the front they're telling everyone what to do but they're also there doing it they're there like enforcing it and they're there making it happen so like and that goes for any walk of life it could be you know the school admin or a group project they're, the leader isn't there to just make the plans and then watch everyone else um, execute them. They're there to guide everyone else in doing that. I think one of the very important qualities of a leader is respect. Um, you can't expect other people to respect you if you don't respect them first. So no matter what they're doing, what their behavior is, anything, you need to respect them and then they can decide if they want to respect you or not. Uh, you also need to show that you know what you're doing, or at least pretend like it, you know, kind of fake it till you make it. If you're not 100% sure that if you're doing the right thing or not, you just have to be confident with it, and you have to show them that it's okay, and that everything is going to be fine. <laughs> Another important quality of being a leader that really applies to all, all positions is um, the ability to listen and adapt. You can't just you know, have an iron fist if you're a leader. You need to be willing to listen to what the people who rely on you are saying and any criticisms criticisms they give you. Obviously, as the leader, you know, you it's your responsibility to know what is best, and if someone brings up something that maybe isn't a great idea, you have to be able to tell them so. But if people inform you that the direction you're taking people is possibly the wrong one, you need to be able to accept that and adapt your way of leading and go down the right path again. Yeah, a good leader is one who can admit they're wrong. Yep. Yep. That's called being humble. Humility is a good thing. <laughs> so, okay. Um, I got to be real. So I know there are students in this school, and not just this school, but I would just say schools in general, that uh, struggle with motivation. So there's always going to be students that try to skip classes. They'll try to avoid doing the schoolwork. Some will even give their teachers a really hard time. What would you tell those students, those specific type of students who do that? Well, again, this is stereotypical, but the only person you're shorting is yourself. Well, actually, never mind. If you're making a disturbance in the class, then you're just ruining everyone's time and, like, just don't, yeah, just please, please don't do that. Um, don't give your teachers a hard time in the middle of class. If it's really something that matters, um, go to them out of class. But circling back, um, 
you have to care about yourself. You have to care about the stuff you're doing um, because no one's going to care for you. Um, you have to do it yourself. It's your life, your school, and you have to do it. I would say to take breaks when you need them, but don't take too many because you'll be missing out on too much. But you also need to know your limits and know when to stop and when it's time for you to just like take a break from all of this. You don't want to have like giant bursts of motivation and then burn yourself out because that's kind of sad and then you don't get a whole lot done. But I believe in you. You can do it. I say, and what works really well for me, is to find that thing that really will motivate you and try to figure out how the stuff that you don't feel like doing will tie into it. So you can draw motivation from other areas of interest and sort of insert them into things that don't work for you. Like, um, I'm not too fond of taking English classes. I don't like writing essays, but... I do, I do it anyways because I know that later in life I will have to write even more essays, even more hopefully scientific papers, and I need those skills whether I like it or not. And it really helps you to get your more menial or boring work done to know that it contributes to a greater and better future for yourself. If I had a quick thing to add to that, um, if you're having trouble finding motivation to do like your little homework problems during the day at home, whatever, you just like sit there stuck on your phone. Something that I like to do to kind of get me out of that like Instagram, YouTube loop when I'm stuck is to find something that I really like to do, kind of like just to get myself off my phone and doing something else like playing piano, playing recorder, like listening to a song, going up and getting a snack, getting a glass of water, just something to get me up and moving, and then it will make the other tasks seem doable. Like, oh, if I can go and do this one thing, then I should be able to kind of go back and at least get a textbook out and look at it. Maybe not read it yet, but I can look at it. <laughs> yeah, and self-confidence is actually fairly important in motivation because um, knowing you'll be able to do something is really a large part of getting yourself to do that. Like, for me, I really, really don't like writing. And so for all the um, the college applications, that's like multiple essays for each one. But I told myself, I can do it. It will get done. Yeah. Knowing that really it will get done if you try is a large motivator. I know, Maria, earlier in this episode, you talked, you alluded to a little bit about some of the legacies, legacies you left here regarding the band. And I, I, my question for the three of you is, uh, what do you feel, outside of band, what do you feel that the class of uh, 2023, what's the biggest uh, legacy do you think you guys will have left here in Chimicum? Oh, <laughs> Yeah, well, um, I think that we have left this year, we're leaving the school this year so much better than it was at the beginning of the year. We put a lot of work into building the ASB back up, building clubs back up. The ASB this year um, started pep rallies again. The band's going to games. The student store opened back up. All these things 
um, are, were not happening at all during COVID. Clubs have started back up and succeeded and gone to other schools. And a large amount of that is because of our class being seeing what it was like freshman year and then putting the work in to get it as close as possible to back there. Kind of to go off of that a little bit with the same sort of thing. Um, we're the class where at the beginning of the school year, we were kind of like, all right, COVID's over, so let's bring everything back. Um, let's bring back expectations of what the school should look like, what our class should look like, what our fundraisers should look like, what you know our dances should look like, just everything. I feel like we've really been the class to um, just kind of bring back everything that COVID took away. And I hope that it sticks around for other classes too and that, I don't know, we're just like, we're kind of like family, I feel like. Our class is very close. I don't know if classes in the past have really been as close as we have. I would also hope that um, our class has left behind at least some want in other students to have spirit for this school again you don't you don't have to be in love with the school you don't have to constantly wear cowboys clothing you don't you don't have to marry the district that would be really cool if you did though yeah that would be cool though perhaps but you should take pride in it you shouldn't you know just um what's the word i'm looking for <laughs> no, you shouldn't just accept that, oh, it's just lame Chimicum, I hate going oh, yeah. here, or whatever. Because you know what? it's this is Chimicum. We should be proud. We should be proud, and it's those kind of attitudes that make Chimicum, like, downgrade itself. And so I hope that the classes beneath us have realized that if they have some spirit in the school, and if they continue the traditions that we have kind of revived, that this school can and will become a great place to be. I mean, it already kind of is, but it can be a lot better. You guys, come on. And if you don't like something, change it. Change if you it. want something, start it. Like, just, that's what we um, sort of did. Bring stuff back, we changed it in ways that made it better for us. And yeah, just build, make, leave it better than you found it. Well said, well said. We're getting close to the end. I just got a few more things. Uh, the fun one, word associations. So I want to throw a bunch of random uh, one, two words. Okay. Tell me your first thoughts. Of course, I'm always going to start with the first word is, <laughs> I said it all before, pickles. Jar. Oh, are we all going? Um, yeah. Green. Uh, um... Movie theaters? Movie oh, Movie oh, theaters, okay. Interesting. All right. There's a story there. Yeah. I'm curious. Oh, um, in March, I went to go watch Creed 3. Great movie, by the way, would awesome recommend. Movie. Yep, I um, But beforehand, I wanted to, like, sneak in some snacks, so I went to Walmart <laughs> and bought a giant jar of pickles and oh. then snuck pickles into the movie theater and snacked on them. Oh, my. It was quite fun. No judgment from my part. No judgment whatsoever. Interesting. All right. Uh, here's another word. Um, adversity. Challenge. Is it diversity for some reason? <laughs> diversity. It rhymes. It rhymes. Yeah. I, was, I was thinking mercy because there's oh. this one um, song that Cannibal Adderley played, and when he was always introducing it, he would always say adversity. Okay. Dirty hygiene. Pickles. Socks. Oh, oh pick socks. <laughs> socks. Pickles. <laughs> Pickles? Oh, yeah, I agree with that. 
I don't know. <laughs> I can't think of anything. That's all right. I'm just throwing random things out. Uh, becoming adults. 18. Help. Scary. Okay. Chimicum community. Cowboys! Ooh, caring. Mm. Compassionate. Ooh, C's. Nice. Three C's. Bullying and harassment. Don't do it. Mean. Ignorant. Mm, okay. Traveling. Airplane. It's <laughs> 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 the first word. Nice. nice, yes. That's Discovery. Good. Fun. Okay. Family. Friends. Uh, Fast and the Furious, honestly. Home. Okay. <laughs> Vin Diesel. Racism. Oh, God. Bad. Hot the take, South. I know. Oh. Um, please don't. <laughs> okay. uh, just, uh, just a few more. Uh, McDonald's. Fries. Yeah, fries. A whopper. I, I know. Whopper. I know. Whoppers, all right. Wow. Wait. wait. I know. It's still okay. the first thing right. that popped yeah, Okay, okay. Taco Bell. Taco? Chihuahua. <laughs> Oh, I was going to say Chihuahua. <laughs> there, there's a Chihuahua on our desk with a Taco Bell uh, Yo collar. Taco Bell. I approve. Yeah. I approve of that. Okay, one more, one more. Uh, graduation. Cap. Mm-hmm. Bittersweet. Blue. 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 Okay. Blue. Um, any? Oh, did you see the rock? What? We went back to the rock. We went back and. Were we, you there when they painted the rock? No. Okay. We went back the next day, and there was, you know, a bunch of there was some spray paint left on the ground, <laughs> so we did some touching up. There was a few vaguely phallic-shaped um, objects on there that Wait, is now just blue. Connor, we weren't supposed to tell people that we did that. Oh uh, well, um, spoilers. Uh, and <laughs> no, it actually no. there was a couple extra zeros in oh. 2023. <laughs> I don't understand. Um, it wasn't even 2020. It was I don't even remember. But uh, we also put Moo on the rock. We put Moo on the rock. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, well, any last words you'd like to tell our listeners? Stay safe out there. It's going to be a really hot summer. Please don't die of dehydration or heat stress. Uh, don't go swimming unless you're like with people who can swim really well. Um, no pain, no game. <laughs> no pain, no game. Uh, hey, just in closing, um. We were talking about the senior awards a few days ago. You guys are really awesome people, and um, it was definitely a pleasure to do this interview. I definitely can see all three of you really bright futures. Look forward to seeing you guys in a few days for the graduation. Future's so bright. Oh, wait. <laughs> and that concludes this edition of Conversations with Mr. A, featuring Maria Powell, Connor Patterson, and Madison Burgess. Terrific interview. All three of them have great, great futures ahead of them. Um, Hey, just to give you a heads up, we've got a couple more episodes until the end of the season. So stay tuned. We've got about two or three more episodes. We'll talk to you soon.